And welcome back to the Indiana Daily Student Basketball Podcast. Indiana just finished up the possibly the toughest week of its season against both Michigan State and Maryland, splitting the two games. We're back to break that down and take a look at the NCAA tournament picture this week. I'm Matt Cohen. Alongside me, per usual, Caleb Kaufman and Philip Simons. And we have an incredibly special guest this week. <laughs> we have... Uh, I, uh, he has so many jobs. IUS TV basketball reporter, WIUX broadcaster, Big Ten Network broadcaster, and owns Acres on Kentucky Basketball Twitter. Jack Rose. <laughs> don't forget here in the IDS football columnist. IDS football columnist. That yes. is correct, too. He's, he is one of us. Jack Grossman is here us. in the booth. One of us. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Still surprised. I, I was so genuinely surprised when he didn't introduce Phyllis. Phil Kusher. See, yeah, but, but I feel like we're trying to be unbiased here. That's fair, but very happy that's to be That's not even a bias. I just go to IU. That's the whole point. But like, but we're supposed to separate ourselves from the university. It's my Twitter name. So you should change it back to Philip Cardinals. That is currently taken. <laughs> no, it's not. I reported it. I feel like you've already made that count. Anyways. Wait, 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 hold on. Does Phil know everything about this account yet? No, I still. I'm the only one who doesn't know who created can we, it. Can we break it? No, I really want to do it. This is more fun. Be good, yeah, but it'd be good on the it, podcast. It, it would be more fun, and as many times as Caleb who, has to win because the tweets are awful. <laughs> tweets are great. <laughs> the tweets were awful. It was Caleb. I already know. Uh, okay, well, it, Phil, it was me. And no matter how many times I either take a photo of your ID, which I grabbed once when you left your wallet on the desk at the oh IDS, they will not reinstate that account. <laughs> exactly, because you literally stole my picture. It Come was, on, Phil. It was funny. It was yeah. pretty funny. It was, it was funny. <laughs> it matched your personality perfectly. You were, if maybe you wrote better tweets, then that'd be a different. Situation. Oh no, the but tweets I, are doing great. I, it got like one like, so that was like for me. It also had like. It. 15 followers because it lasted for about four days. The, the, be- the best part of all of it is I was with Caleb when he created it down in Jacksonville. Yeah, I was driving to the <laughs> game. The first two people to follow it were me and the double foul account. That's what I said. I was like, so Jack, Phil, was this you? So Phil starts texting me like, is this you? And, I, and one of them was two of the texts were like, all caps are like, is this you? I'm like, no, Phil. So, <laughs> my, so my favorite that, tweet mm-hmm. is when Phil was talking about like World War Three breaking out. I said, what can textbooks teach someone who has it? And Phil All just right, responds back with a, who the heck are you meme from Elf? <laughs> so when that account came elf. out, I was I was walking to the car at, at the hotel in Jacksonville getting ready to uh, do a, go to the game. And then I see Philip Cardinal followed me as a notification on Twitter. And I was just so confused, like thinking that Phil had made some account to like go back to like his Philip Cardinal days, like cover uh, yes. Louisville basketball on Twitter. And it's then I, Louisville, not Louisville, by the well, way. Well, sorry, that's my East Coast accent, I guess. I don't know. Or just my my inability to pronounce things correctly. Um, but I, I, I just assumed it was Phil creating some like account talk about talk about Louisville basketball until I realized that it very much was a meme account and I thought it was really funny. Um, you barely <laughs> ever tweeted. It was just like responsible. Well, because it only lasted like two days. Yeah, you reported You're it within like four days. I was very annoyed. And that's all that I needed to hear. We're going to clip that. All right, Indiana I basketball. I thought Thanos thing was kind of funny though with like the header. That's fair. That's, that's pretty funny. All right, Indiana basketball. Um, Indiana yes. basketball split this week's two games. They beat Michigan State on Thursday night, and they really, you know, were very, very close to beating Maryland on Sunday. Before it slipped away at the last moment, Jalen Smith made a layup at uh, about 14, I think, seconds to go in that game. 14 and a half. 14 and a half seconds to go. Thank you, Encyclopedia I, Jack. I mean, Jalen Smith, first off, I mean, wow, he is good. Uh, I mean, IU switched the, this defense a little bit to stop him to put Trace Jackson Davis on him in the second half. But with Jalen Smith, I mean, there's not 
really much you can do. He's the ultimate mismatch because they tried him first matchup size with Joey Brunk, <laughs> and Joey Brunk is so slow that he's not going to be able to catch him out on the outside. And then they put Trace Jackson on him, but then Trace Jackson's what? 20 pounds is probably lighter than him. Well, and, he, and, he, well, and Trace also barely played. Like, yeah, what, he, he came out with like yeah. 10 minutes left in the first half. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, he only played trouble. 19 minutes because of foul trouble. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah, Jalen Smith. Issue. I mean, TJD was in foul trouble in the first half, but Jalen Smith kept him in foul trouble, and he also got Justin Smith in foul trouble. Yeah. So, and then Justin Smith, who's even smaller than TJD, had to guard him and just mismatch galore for Jalen Smith. So, I think. and. On that note, so IU um, with 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 like kind of staying around the same general area in terms of its national ranking. I think that's where that's where we're, that's where we're really going to focus in on this podcast. We haven't really done a big NCAA tournament breakdown, and I think we have Jack on today. And I think there's no better person in this media program <laughs> that knows the national college basketball scene than Jack Grossman. So we all have the bracket matrix up here. Indiana's in as the last eight seed as of right now. So I'm going to go to you first, Jack. Is that about right? Yeah, I'd say for now that is about right. They missed a golden opportunity on Sunday. When you look at it just from the point of Maryland's a really good team, and if you have that win, then you have a really nice trio of victories of Maryland, Michigan State, Florida State, with the Florida State win being just the crown jewel of the season right now. They still haven't lost since IU beat them. It makes no sense that IU was able to dominate them as they did, but... IU would have had those three wins, no bad losses. They'd be second in the Big Ten, like, I guess a game or a half a game behind Illinois, Mm -hmm. and you would be feeling, okay, this team is a lock for the NCAA tournament. They would need to do something absolutely monumental to miss the tournament, which knowing IU is is always possible, but, but you felt like if they could have won that game, they would be in a much better place. However, now you're looking... Where I think an eight seed's a good spot for them, and six of the next nine games, nice, are on the road. <laughs> road, and the schedule doesn't get any easier. This week, you face a good Penn State team in Happy Valley in front of nine people. It always lulls you <laughs> to sleep. Then you face an absolutely desperate Ohio State team that's going to be bloodthirsty for a win on Saturday. Indiana has to figure out a way to win one of those two games because not only if they lose both those games, then it becomes, okay, is it the Maryland loss becoming multiple losses? You kind of throw throw back and look at all the stuff from last year and say, this is a group that hasn't exactly handled losing well in the past. So I think Penn State and Ohio State become really big for Indiana just because of not just that they lost the Maryland game, but how they lost it. I mean, IU played their best offensive game of the year on Sunday, and they still lost. They scored 1.357 points per possession against the number 5 defense in the country per Ken Palm. They still lost. That's yeah. absurd to me. I mean, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just going to come back to you guys in, in a second. Just it's They shot the three in a way I've never they seen. They made eight of the first 12. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not Indiana basketball. Uh, I mean, you just it used to be. Yeah, I mean, you just, well, <laughs> it's not Indiana basketball under under Archie Miller at least, and you just haven't seen that. And the fact that they lost that game, I I do agree. I mean, it was a it was a big opportunity they missed on their tournament resume. I don't think it puts them in any danger of like not being a lock or anything. Oh no, well, I mean, right, right now, now they are safely in the tournament. Yeah, but what yeah, it does sure. is, if you have three really good wins against no bad losses, which Indiana is not going to have a terrible loss this year because yeah. they, they didn't they didn't lose a cupcake and they yeah. beat Northwestern Nebraska, so. They just need to keep piling up. They just need to win games at this point. So any game you win is a huge victory. I know that's a stupid statement, but it's true. But Indiana's just 
get to 10 and 10 in the Big Ten, and uh, you have good wins, and you feel like you're safe. What it does is, though, this team struggled so much away from Assembly Hall, and six of the next nine are on the road. That make that that makes it a big worry point. So you got to hold serve at home, and Indiana didn't do that on Sunday, even though Maryland's a really good team. But I mean, when you look at it, it's a really bad season in college basketball. No one's good, but the bubble, oddly enough, is better than normal because there's so much mediocrity and there's so much uncertainty and there's a lot of teams that have similar resumes in Indiana. I mean, just look at who's next to them on bracket matrix. You have Arkansas, who they played, who they played, played and choked that game yeah. away. Well, it's Stanford, who only has two losses, but they haven't beat anyone. On uh, Michigan's on the nine line, Ohio State's on the eight line. Those are two teams that are in the top five at one point this year. Florida's on the nine line. They were a preseason top ten team. So there's just so much uncertainty in college basketball right now to where it's hard to just lock anyone in. But for Indiana to have any bad losses, that is big for them. Yeah, I mean, I think also, I think the one thing that people could kind of see is if, like, say, like, IU gets swept against Minnesota, which it's kind of possible to think, like, they're going to win at Minnesota because they always play so poorly there. But I think kind of going off that, like, looking at their schedule – um, it's just IU has quite a bit of ways to pick up like really good wins. Um, especially like you see the teams that are around them on like the bracket on on the bracket matrix, especially with like Wisconsin and Ohio State. Like they do play those teams again and Michigan. Um, yeah, and and Michigan, which will be interesting, and Ann Arbor because that's the only time like those two teams meet. Um, so like IU has a chance to move up, and it's kind of I don't necessarily know right now what's the highest seed they could get. Like, they would have to maybe win, like, at Purdue and pick up some pretty quality road wins um, because especially even, like, at Michigan is going to be really difficult. Um, especially from here on out, like, it's really hard to see any game where I use, like, for sure going to win that game. Um, and I think with that, kind of talk about with, like, the quality of the Big Ten. But, like, what do you guys think? Do you like, think that—I'm going to pose a question. Do you think yeah. the quality of the Big Ten hurts Indiana? I don't— I think I th- it does. I think maybe because, like, it is kind of all the teams kind of beating up on each other because it's kind of hard. Like, there's no team in the Big Ten where you're like, wow, they're head and shoulders above the rest. And they're, like, we have no clue who's winning the Big Ten this year. Like, especially, it wouldn't surprise you if one, like, out of, like, the— Rutgers. Like, out of, like, like the ten teams who are um, in contention for, like, for for the NCAA tournament, um, that any of them would win the Big Ten tournament. Which, if you say, like— well, like Minnesota goes on the run, or like somebody that's really on the bubble and steals almost a spot in the Big Ten tournament. Um, so that'll be really interesting because in the Big Ten tournament was what always like the last tournament to finish before yeah. the bracket yeah. comes out. So that'll be interesting because I use never played well in like the Big Ten tournament. Um, and maybe they have to win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament this year, but it is kind they of a toss up. Probably this year. have to win at least one game in the Big Which Ten is, tournament to feel comfortable. Goal, can we agree on this? The goal of the season should be. Don't put yourself in a position to where you have to win right. a big exactly. And that's what, and that's what I was going to get to. When I, <laughs> I think they're fine. I don't think they need to win again to make the tournament. Right, right, right now, now if, if they just do what they're supposed to do, and that's win their their win their home games, and take care of business in Simon Scott Assembly Hall, at least per Ken Palm, they'd finish ten and ten in the league. Which should be enough. That that yeah. twenty and eleven, ten and ten in the league. Even if they were to lose day one of the Big Ten tournament, they put them at twenty and twelve I think with in. wins over 
Michigan State, Florida State, and then at that point they'd also have wins over Wisconsin, Minnesota at home, and Iowa. Purdue at home, and Iowa at home. I'm not sure Iowa's win can happen, but I'm taking this theoretical scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They win all their home games, lose all their road games. They finish 20 and 12, losing day one of the Big Ten tournament. Ten and ten conference play. I think they're a lot. Yeah, I think they're a lot. It's like a decent seed. I think IU is sitting very comfortably right now to get in, even looking forward, as long as they just need to not have a colossal failure where they lose four or five in a row, and they should be fine. And then in my mind, they still need they need to get that one win, the Big Ten tournament, just to give yourself a little buffer, unless you go on Jack's idea of they win every home game, lose every Which, road game. of course, is not a given. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, like, you brought up like, what I said, that like you Iowa. guys brought like that Iowa. Iowa. The Iowa game, yeah. just how well they shoot and teams and to have shoot. Yeah, I, mean, I think Iowa's a matchup nightmare for well, I think like, Luke Gard's probably Big Ten player of the year. Yeah, right like, do we yeah, really think expect anyone in IU's front court, especially based on what Jalen Smith just did to yeah. IU? I mean, look at Garza does what Jalen Smith did, except he does it better than what Jalen right. Smith does. I, I have to do it average 23 I, 10. I just, I, I, I have to note my, just my own Luca Garza story. Cause he, oh, um, so in my junior year of high school, um, there, so my high school played a preseason game against Luca Garza's high school. So, oh, he, so, so he's from Washington. DC, I'm guessing DC. you didn't play in that game. Oh, well, no, I was the manager, <laughs> um, but no, I'm terrible at basketball, but so I was, I was, I was, I was, I was covering that game. And I, I didn't know who Luca Garza was at the, at, at, the, at the time, and he, I mean he was a junior, I think, at that point too. And no, so I must have been a sophomore. I don't know. Well, is it Luca or Yeah, he went to Murray. Is it Luca or Luke? Luca. And I have right. never seen Even a more better. dominant high school player than Luca Garza. I mean, he went for thirty points in the first half. You should have like, watched him wild. play against GDS, where I'm pretty sure we didn't even send anyone to guard him because we just knew we didn't want to get embarrassed. Yeah, it, it was is wild. I mean, he's an incredibly talented player, and he's kept that up in in you know in the Big Ten in, in Iowa, and he's become you know potentially a national player of the year candidate. I don't know if I. I mean, that's the one home game. I think if you look at for for Indiana, that seems to be, you know, the most obvious one that they're going to struggle in the rest of the way. I mean, IU's schedule, as the media guy notes every single week, is the toughest <laughs> schedule in the country according to ESPN's BPI. But when oh, I look at some other schedules, though, I don't understand how that still is true. It's just because of the strength of the Big Ten. But yeah, some of the left end of the Big Ten schedules are really hard too. Um, we were looking like at it was like Michigan State, State, Michigan State or Illinois had. Really, I like, think it was Michigan State had like, like a stupid Iowa, hard yeah, schedule. Yeah, like, like oh, Ohio State twice, Iowa twice, or something like that. Yeah, well, you, you, see, I, I, I would argue because like, everyone talked about after the Nebraska game, Indiana has the toughest Big Ten schedule the rest of the season. But I would argue a lot of that was because of this past week of Michigan right. State yes. and Maryland. Now it's not easy by any means, but you have one game the rest of the year against the top three in the conference right now. It's mostly the fact that, or I guess that they're two, on the road Iowa so much. Yeah, exactly. Now the now the flip side of that argument is every team they play except for Minnesota right now is in the NCAA tournament. The rest and of the Minnesota is squarely on the bubble. Right. So you don't have it. You know, every single team you play will be at least quadrant two, I believe. I th- the worst loss IU could possibly take the rest of the way is the home game against Minnesota. Based off the net rankings, um, and at that point, if that's going to be your worst loss, that's not that bad. The problem there is you have to then somehow balance the fact that you can only take so many losses which, because which it's the is quantity why at this point. I would argue that it would be better for IU to be in a lesser conference this year. Uh, I would say if they were if in, in like the ACC, ACC or SEC, in a spot bad. to where, especially if you still have those top end wins, then you just have. Have the possibility like to five seed, yeah, you could be like five or four seed. Yeah. Like I, I, like I think I has talent 
have like a four or five seed. You do? You, I think I'm, 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 looking, I'm thinking they're straight, they're pretty much at their okay. talent at like, like a six looking line. Looking how they played in the for most of the second half against Maryland, they looked really. But that's good. also the best offense they've played all. Yeah. That was a that, dream that's offensive taking, game outside yeah, of Florida yeah, State, yeah, probably for like, IU. That was better than Florida State game because Maryland's better defensively than that's Florida true. State. That's yeah. true. I mean, like, offense is carried by Devontae Green jacking up threes and somehow making them. I mean, like this is this is gonna be a very big week to see how IU kind of goes from here because both. Like in Columbus, might I think in Columbus is way easier than Penn State, but uh, because Penn State's really good. Chambers has got those guys playing. Curtis Jones revenge game. Ah, well, I want to see Curtis. <laughs> well, whenever Curtis Jones comes back to Assembly Hall, February twenty third. Beautiful game. Shameless plug. I'm on uh, the call for that game. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'll have my AirPods in for it. Yeah, if you're yeah, if 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 you are going to be in Assembly Hall on February twenty third, noon game on Fox Sports One. Don't even listen to the Fox Sports One broadcast. Listen, listen to Jack Grossman. If you're watching on TV, mute the sound, put on Jack. <laughs> that's what you want to be here, and that's the correct way to watch Indiana basketball. Which because I'm because what that's I'm assuming what February twenty third, noon game, Fox Sports One. That screams Gus Johnson to me. No, no, because he does the Saturday noon game. Oh, is that a, is that a Sunday? Yeah, it's a oh, Sunday well, okay, game. Never, never mind. Because uh, Louisville, North Carolina is on ah, Saturday. Yes, that's that's gonna be we might have to make an appearance yes. to that. Yes, that will be Gus Johnson. Never Which, mind. North Carolina's won two games in but a row. They beat we'll NC State. Will Anthony night. be back for that game? Hopefully. That's the reason why we should yeah. go. That and Canes. Is, is, is everything this season based on based based off of Kane's trips? We're gonna oh, yeah, Saturday. Saturday. we're gonna be We're gonna going every time. Can I just say one thing? A part of me dies inside every time that Cam Drummond. Goes to Louisville and no, only for he's Canes. Like, why is he in Louisville? Well, no, he's, he's in Louisville Columbus right now. Right uh, now. But he's because they're going to Penn State. Ah, good luck. Yeah, but it just it kills me a little bit inside when because he's done this at least three or four times. He's yep. driven down to Louisville just for Canes and then came back. Okay, is Canes really that good? I know we've had this, this yes. conversation it, before. It's good, like, but it's not worth a two-hour drive. Okay. Yeah, what I just don't like is there's so many better places in Louisville you could eat at. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and he goes to. Which is kind of, yeah. So I I think just kind of looking at the season, the rest of the schedule is kind of going out here. It's just it's simply a, a question of how many losses IU can take because they cannot take a bad loss. The quality is not the issue; it's the quantity that is the problem. And the question then at that point is then what is that quantity? I think it's somewhere around. You could probably be Lose. okay at nine and eleven in the conference, I think, but that would then require you to probably win a game in the Big Ten tournament. Um, and we know I use history in the Big correct. Ten tournament. Correct. So, I would say just happen. the goal should be five losses, split it, in, including including the uh, Big Ten tournament. The goal should be get to twenty wins. Yeah. Because let's face it. They're not going to leave a 20-win Indiana team out of the tournament. That name's no. just too big of a name. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and, and even then, I think— Especially with no bad losses. I mean, a 20-win Big Ten team with this—because, you, you know, yes, Indiana was so, you know, you know, just talked about for its lack of a strength of schedule in the non-conference until Florida State, obviously. But now that strength of schedule is going to be top 50 come the NCAA, come Selection Sunday because of just what they're going to play in the Big Ten and just in the Big Ten Conference. Yes, I hear the argument about how Indiana's record could be better if they were in the in a lesser conference, but I do think there's a little bit of give and take there because they're going to you know be a, a, a little more lenient on a Big Ten team with with a lesser record because of the fact that they played a much harder schedule. Like if North Carolina, which 
I mean, I don't know exactly what the records are. Top they of are ten right and now. ten. Right. So let's say North North Carolina gets like gets Cole Anthony back, goes on a run and finishes like ten and ten in the ACC in theory. And I'm making this up, obviously, because I don't know all the exact schedule. They details probably they put have. them in. Right. Like, like <laughs> yeah. they're probably because in Anthony. because of okay, Cole North Anthony. Carolina. But like, yeah. you know, you don't really. If it's a small, like, let's just say it's the exact same resume, but the team's name is like NC State, like. They're not necessarily in because of the conference being lesser. So I don't think it's necessarily a detriment to IU to be in the Big Ten. I'd say this, though. This would be assuming that Indiana could take care of business and beat the teams they're supposed to beat, which is something they've been able to do all year. I would argue, let's say, theoretically, they're in the ACC, and they play Michigan State out of league and beat Michigan State. They beat Florida State in league. They— would be favorites against every team except for Duke and Louisville. And if they had another game against Florida State, Florida State. So that would mean if Indiana even loses one of those games, let's say they play Louisville twice, Duke once, Florida State once, they go one and three in those games. They would be if they lose two of those games, they'd be fifteen and five in the ACC. Yeah. That's and that really would good. be a top four seed at the very least in, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I and, and I'm not saying Indiana should be a top four seed in the yeah. NCAA tournament by any means. I disagree with Phil saying they have the talent of a five seed. I think they have the talent of an eight, nine, ten seed, and it's that they need to play above their talent to be able to be better than that. Which is what's so weird about the Archie Miller era is they're able to like play up to like the toughest competition, but you can but you just never know what they're going to do in any given night. Like they could, you know, I they they could just as easily beat Michigan State as they could lose to Nebraska. You just yeah. never know what they're going to do. Well, it's a it really literally almost played out that way this right, season. Correct. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this season could have gone way off the head, like way off like the hinges of if, if they lose that Northwestern game, yeah, Who that would have been bad. bad. Which it honestly wouldn't have surprised us if that happened. But at the same time, no, I think everyone still would have been a little surprised by that one. That one was the one game I was very confident that I could get it done no matter what, and they almost messed that one up. So, I think that's your fault then. Well, I'm always the optimist, so. <laughs> well, you're the columnist. So That's look, not always a good thing, being the optimist while being the columnist. <laughs> Looking at the schedule, the, the rest of the way, so I pulled up the uh, the, the uh, Penn State game on ESPN. So uh, Penn State's at a 74.5% chance to win on Basketball Power Index. So it then brings up to an, an, an interesting question going the rest of the way. If you look at IU's schedule, so they play— Which games are actually going to be yeah, favored? So Ken, right. Ken Palm's actually a little bit higher on IU. Okay. Because Ken Palm has it at 32% chance for IU. Okay. Not right. But So how many games do you think that they're, they're going to be favored in? Because they're on the road a lot. Well, Ken I would Palm, say Purdue— Purdue at home. Purdue at home. Minnesota at home. Penn State at home might be a toss-up. Ken Palm has them— Literally favored in every home game and losing every road really? game. Really interesting. However, What's they the Ohio have, State one. Just Ohio for reference. State is they have them losing seventy one sixty four, and that is the biggest margin of victory or defeat Ken Palm projects the rest of the way. For Even IU. with the tailspin Ohio State's in right now, Ohio State's still thirteenth in Ken Palm. Just Ohio State had some Jeez. really good wins. That's fair. But yeah, every every game still, like, like a lock in the tournament. Like uh, the two losses they this week, Ken Palm has Penn State by five, Ohio State by seven. Then Purdue at home, IU by two, Iowa at home, IU by one. God, this is bad radio. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> on the road, Michigan by five. Minnesota on the road, Minnesota by three. Penn State, IU by two at home. At Purdue, Purdue by four. At Illinois, Illinois by five. Minnesota at home, IU by four. Wisconsin at home, IU by three. Sounds like people are going like, to be having heart attacks for the back end of the season yes. for IU fans. <laughs> 
and we won't be able to write early. No, so I uh, just off that Minnesota, of course, theoretically, I is the best chance for IU to get a road win just based on the talent level. But as we've said, they've struggled in Minnesota in recent years. They beat them two years ago. Yes, in Archie's first year. Right. Well, I'm thinking last year when I mistakenly did that drive, and that was an awful, <laughs> awful decision. But Michigan, I think that's the one where they can get the win, especially if Livers isn't playing then because he got re-injured after coming back. They don't know his timetable yet. That's the one Michigan has been very up and down. They've been on a little bit down lately. I think that's the one they can sneak a win, and that really stamps them into the tournament. I think they have to win probably at least just more than one road, road game because I think they're going to lose... You think they drop I, one of the home I don't ones? think they're going to hold serve at home. I agree. I think they have to win one of the two this week. Yeah. I, they they have, really do. Because Penn State's good, but they're not, you know, unbeatable. Yeah. And it's not like the Bryce Jordan Center, again, is anything I think special. I think they're at Ohio Wisconsin State. Yeah, I'm liking the Ohio State matchup just because of how they play oh, against them. And I meant Wisconsin. How they, they show they can not neutralize Caleb Boston because he still had like 18, I think, or something like that. They played Caleb Boston really well. But they played him really well. I mean, it's just a much better matchup I, for I Indiana. I, I just, I think Ohio State's going to be really desperate. They're coming a week off. They haven't played in a week by the time they play that. Yeah, well, same, yeah, same don't, with Penn State. Yeah, same with Penn State also. Yeah, yeah, Archie was not happy about that. Yeah, which is funny, though, because Michigan State was also coming in a week off into that game. Well, it um, seems that Archie Miller team. appears to own Tom Izzo, which is not something I thought I would say. But Yeah, I used to play Michigan State five times now in the Archie Miller era. Michigan State is one of the best rebounding teams in the country in the past two decades. It's like they get them and North Carolina. Those are the two teams that always win the battle on the boards every single game. Indiana has now out-rebounded Michigan State in four out of the five games. It's so weird. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, and the one time they didn't was two years ago in the first game that they played each other where Juwan Morgan got hurt early in the game. Right. So, you, you I mean, based off that, you figured Juwan Morgan would have gotten, you know, eight, nine rebounds and you— May have been different. Yeah, it's a, they still lose that game. Yes, <laughs> fair. Yes, that is true. Um, I mean, can we do like the three pointer and slam dunk for this? For this, but nope, we're not doing that. Bracket? Nope, not what? at all. What? Nope, not. I thought that'd be a no. Nope, I don't take. Shut requests. it down. I don't take requests. All right, three pointer and slam dunk time. Right. <laughs> no, just, just, just no. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So, I'm so three pointer slam dunk. So Jack is a segment we've been. Uh, are we doing this about yes, this So we tournament? are doing this? I'm actually We are doing now. it. I'm trying to see, but I confused. I, I, would, I would like for Cohen to explain the segment. To but are we going to do it about, like... It can be about whatever session. you want it to be. So we are... Go- so, Jack, we do a segment on this podcast here that has been uh, consistently poor and that I've never actually checked anyone's predictions. I was very did, close last but, week. But we do uh, three-point Thank slam you, dunk. So slam dunk is like your more surefire pick because a slam dunk's easier to make, right? But it has a chance of missing, too, because if you want to go for the real tomahawk free throw line slam, you might you might rim it out. Three-pointers is your more bold prediction because the exception of IU playing Maryland... Three pointers don't really go in that often, so so that's kind of the way this segment normally works. Phil, you seem so eager. For this I don't. Time. I have not thought about this at all. So well, then that's a huge problem because you. <laughs> does anyone have one to start out with? For a slam dunk, I'll go first. I I can give you a slam dunk. It's not even basketball related, so you're welcome. Okay. Oh my. We're really going off the rails here on this one, but yeah, go for it. Cam will grab Canes on his way back from Penn State. Boom, slam dunk. I mean, we're all I mean, kind of planning yeah. to go there after Ohio State, so. I thought he'll get it multiple times this week. Lock you know, it in. You know that maybe it right now. He he not counting now. He'll have podcast. it at least two more times. To this podcast, so so it's like Cam 
possibly my dad, and that's it. And my dad. And uh, Mr. Cohen. We have a great viewership here on the IDS basketball Hey, there's podcast. a 50-50 chance this expands by like 33% because my dad may or may not listen. There we go. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the double foul will be Mr. like, hey. I mean, and we, you know, and because of Jack. The real question for Jack, though, if IU makes a tournament, your dad just gets all matching suits for student media, and we all look pimped out. You see, those cost a lot of money. <laughs> Let, have them write it off. I, I, I'll say this. I have lived for 22 years now. You got to think about that number really quick. Which? Well, no, I was, I was trying to think how I wanted to say it. Because I was, really, I was originally going to say I have lived under his roof, but I've been here for four years, so that doesn't really make sense anymore. Um... In 22 years, I'm not saying this as a slight to my dad, I'm just saying this as a fat fact because of how expensive these things are to make. I've only gotten two suits from my dad. Once for my bar mitzvah and once before senior year. Hey, we uh, have... Uh, <laughs> love that. IDS budget goes towards suits now. And we all get candy-striped suits. Just no, outside candy-striped. Absolutely not. Why is that your first option? Even if he ever agreed to make us suits, he would never make us candy-striped suits. Is, is I don't think anybody a, would ever a, make a, that. L- Louisville guy? Well, no, no. He he went to IU. Oh, and even so, the candy-striped that just not going to look good. That, that's why he wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, think I, can, I think I can pull it off. Like He makes suits for Chris Mack now. And I asked him... Jack, can we do your? Whoa, this is a no, great story. Yeah, Phil, what are you oh, doing? Wait, I heard Chris Mack. Yes, no, please, I'm listening. Please yes. continue. So I asked my dad I when Chris he started Mack. started uh, to sell to him because Rick Pitino for Whiteouts used to wear a white suit. I asked Dad if Chris Mack asked you for a white suit. He said, first of all, Chris Mack wouldn't want to do that. And I said, okay, but let's say he did. Would you make him a white suit? And he said, hell no. <laughs> so he's very much a guy. He's only going to make stuff that he thinks looks good. So what does he think of Archie Miller suits? Because I, I know you ask him on Twitter a Caleb lot about it. Caleb is the expert. I'm invest- still investigating that. Uh, apparently, IU does not buy them for him, so I can't records request it. So we hit a dead, dead end, but we're working on it. I think my dad knows the place. I, I blank on it, but he knows the place where he gets well, it Well, it looks like I'm calling Mr. Grossman this week. But does, he, does, does he support the fashion choices of Archie Miller? He he likes it when Archie doesn't wear the Navy suit. Okay. The, the Like the normal Navy suit. He, he, he's not... He's, so I assume he was I'll not a fan yeah. of the... I don't know. I don't remember which, which game it was, but the game that he had the, uh, the Navy suit and black pants... Yeah, he didn't like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus's pants always seem too short, though. That's my one complaint. Well, he, his are like almost like thigh length. Drives me crazy. That, that's my two cents. Okay. Thank you, Tom. No problem. <laughs> all right. Uh, I had to get it off my chest. All right. Slam dunk for this week. Um, ooh, I don't know. Kind of tough. Um, you know what? Slam dunk. Devontae Green's going to have a good game for one of these. Slam these dunk. Devontae Green. He already yeah, had I mean, his good, good game, game for against Maryland. Yeah. No, I think he's going to have a good game on the road. IU tends to play much better when it has good Devontae Green, and it's going to need Devontae Green to win one of these games on the road. Devontae Green will score, I don't know, let's say I'll go with a with with a, uh, a, 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 a reverse slam here in terms of like, like, a, like, a, like a hard dunk to make. Three three-pointers for Devontae Green, less than three turnovers. Oh, he will make – here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's, here's what we're going to do. All right. Devontae this Green, is a winding uh, Here we go. Devontae Green in one of the games this week will make more three-pointers than turnovers committed. Choose the game. Make it, make it a tomahawk dunk. Ohio State. All right. Solid choice. Because he performed, what was it? Is that when he? He played well. He played well. Yeah. He played really well. Um, I guess for my slam dunk, I don't know. Even though I suggested us to do this, I didn't think it about 
that much. Uh, that wasn't English. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. I think, let's see here. Um, I think IU defeats Ohio State by more than five points. I think they kind of make it a, I mean, that's kind of say like that's a convincing win, but I think IU doesn't allow Ohio State to really get into it. Um, especially that you saw last time IU played against Ohio State. Um, and they're just, they just don't look like a good team right now. Um, but it'll be interesting because I could also see the flip side of like Ohio State coming out and playing really well after losing to IU pretty badly before. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to see, especially how Trey Jackson plays in this game, considering he was held to what, like six points last time they played. Um, so I think like he could play a pretty big factor um, for like IU to um, kind of hold service basically throughout the game and doesn't give anybody really any stress down the uh, stretch. Do I want to go negative or do I want to be positive? Please be negative. Because yeah, I, ja- I, ja- I have a huge negative coming up real soon. So please go for it. Right, my negative is uh, slam dunk is Devontae Green lays an egg on Wednesday night. <laughs> I, that th- seems reasonable. I think that's fair. I mean, he played well against, he against can't do uh, Maryland. Games. Yeah, like, he had done in back-to-back games against good teams all year. So that's just kind of yeah, fair to expect at this point. All right, so I guess we're on to three-pointers. Three-pointers. Three-pointer. I'm trying to will it into existence the last two games. The Deron Davis game, it just isn't happening. Man gets 10 points in one of these two. That's my right, three well, pointer. Deron Davis is playing a lot better. Yeah. He's playing he's a lot just better. He's getting a lot of minutes. Yeah. So he'll get. He's very enough. efficient. He, he's I averaging mean, 8.2 minutes per game right now. So maybe that gets to 10 and he gets to 10. All right. Three pointer. This is maybe more of a wide open three. IU goes 0 2 this week. I agree. Okay. Bill? Um, for my three-pointer, I think Curtis Jones is going to block Devontae Green. <laughs> <laughs> that is my three-pointer. Okay, wait, so, so I, need okay. it, I, need, I need a little bit of clarification here. Are we are we doing like like, like oh, a block it, 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 in a game it needs, it needs or to be on a, Twitter or both? Yes. No, I think— <laughs> It I needs think, to be a block three-pointer. Okay. No, yeah. Well, I think in the game, Devontae, I think Curtis Jones is going to be matched up at some point in time with Devontae Green because um, that would make perfect sense. And I think Curtis Jones is going to swat him. Either if it's like a fast break layup or if it's shooting a three, something will happen and Curtis Jones will block Devontae Green. That's my three-pointer, and I'm sticking to it. Can it be on Twitter, too? Can it Why would Curtis Jones block Devontae Green? I don't Green? know. Would you don't think know. they're still friends? I don't know. Are I don't know they... if they have Twitter beef. I mean, I don't know. What if they get in a fight on the, on the, on the court? I mean, I don't think it's going to turn out like Kansas. But... That's fair. I don't know. Oh, I think make I, the story so much easier had, to write, I though. I haven't had a big fight in a while. I think we need a fight. Oh, but God. who are calling for a fight? All right. I would think Deron Davis night. would be the guy you would take. He's probably the biggest guy on the team. Yeah, but yeah. he's him not, or Joy Brown. You know, yeah, not right. agile. Yeah, you need a little agility. I'm thinking like, Justin Smith would be a yeah. good one. I agree. I think I think bob really and weave with it. If we were not 34 minutes into this podcast, I would, I would, I would go full in depth on what IU player would you like in a fight. But if we won't do that right now, that can be a next week episode. Jack, what's Beautiful. your ball pick for the week? I'm going completely off the board here. My three pointer is that Seton Hall is going to make the final four. Ooh. Oh, Seton Hall's been okay. rolling right I now. love Seton Hall. I'm all here for that because Miles Powell is the kind of guy that can carry you on a run like that. Miles Powell's incredible, and he's getting help too. Quincy McKnight's playing really well. And don't they have like some Romero Gill back? is averaging like 17 and 8 over the last six games. They're a two seed in the bracket matrix. I know, and there's a chance to where they could play the first two rounds in Albany, New York. And then the Sweet 16 Elite 8 in Madison Square Garden, which is 10 that minutes nice. from Seton Hall's campus. That would be nice. 
Whereas I use being projected to go to Spokane. Can't wait to do cross country really flights. That, that happened. <laughs> ah, guess who? I you know you guess know who the sounds, audience will be like, no, we're not paying. You know what sounds so thrilling? A trip to Spokane to be the eight seed in Gonzaga's little bubble there. Yeah. So you have to play a basically a true road game. In the second round of the NCAA tournament, if you beat whoever the nine seed is, or yeah. vice versa, I would say this of the NCAA tournament sites, Spokane is clearly the worst one. Oh, by far. I mean, if I'm looking at ones that like I could travel to to go, I mean, obviously St. Louis and Cleveland are the two best options. Yeah. Greensboro would be doable. I want Tampa. Tampa would would just be so hard. We go. Are we going back to you Florida? Another trip. No, I want to go to. I don't. I don't even care about that. I just want to go to Florida, somewhere warm, please. Al- Albany would probably be difficult. Yeah, that that'd be a tough one, but the the benefit of Tampa is at least if you were flying there, it's probably got the biggest airport. Yeah, um, but Raleigh has a decent airport or Durham. But could we to get, get to Greensboro? Yeah, don't think IUS TV or my parents are going to be paying right. for. If, if, we're in, if we're in Greensboro, though, we're not Bojangles. going to Popeyes. We're getting Bojangles, the much better. Correct. Correct. One. Correct. Right. Is correct. Bojangles actually any good? Yes. Yes. yes Bojangles it is. is so good. Because the ACC network advertises Bojangles all the time. It's like 80% of Bojangles are in North Carolina itself. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> all right, we should wrap that up. The biscuits at Bojangles, how is how we are going to end this podcast? Because the biscuits at Bojangles are so, so good. Quickly, Cohen said IU goes 0-2. I agree with him. I think, yeah. Caleb, Phil? I think IU wins at Ohio State. Yeah, I got him giving them but the Ohio I think State they game. Win but by, I think it's a close I mean, one. It's going to be I like a two-point win. Could lose by double digits against Penn State. I could see them laying an egg after this disappointment against Maryland. All right. Well, it doesn't get any easier for IU this 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 for IU this week. It, it, it's a little easier to just competition, but two two road games. IU no, certainly been a, been much better inside the friendly confines of Assembly Hall. That's us. That is it for us this week on easily our longest podcast of the year. Thank <laughs> you so much to Jack Grossman for, for, for joining us, the best guest we could possibly have asked for in Indiana Student Media. We will be back next week after two road games for IU. That is it for us.